Welcome back to another episode of the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. This time, bonus episode of the podcast, not number one of our numbered podcasts that are on there. This is just a bonus discussion episode with my wife, Taylor Soderberg, about our passion for the National Treasures, National Treasure Movies franchise. We talk about National Treasure 1, National Treasure 2. We talk a little bit about the TV show coming up and the future of the, of the franchise, but really just how much it's impacted our lives and how much we love it. And so enjoy that here on the Capes and Tights podcast. Before, like us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, as well as we're over there at Hive if you're on Hive Social as well. When that comes back online, you can check us out there at Capes and Tights as well as capesandtights.com for articles, postings, listings, movies, trailers, all kinds of things over there at capesandtights.com. Things are posted daily, so check that out. Find us where, uh, on social media, as well as where podcasts are played, Apple, Spotify, all your major podcasting platforms out there. But let's talk National Treasure here with my wife, Taylor Soderberg, right here on the Capes and Tights podcast. Enjoy, everybody. podcast on <laughs> my wife taylor hello hello welcome to the, the realm of nerdism it's pretty bad in here isn't, isn't it? it you think so i did a pretty good job you need in a here. giant photo of me Why? on the back of your walls everybody knows i have you no i gotta leave myself up for all the women who listen to the podcast it's like the whole two of them yes exactly <laughs> uh we've been wanting to do this for a while this is the national treasure podcast this is the podcast Every person in the world has been waiting for, babe. This is, we're going to go viral because of this. This podcast <laughs> is, um, and it's going to go popular because of our, here you go, ready? Love for the National Treasure movies. Not, this is not a crap on, you know, like how they have like bad, like we're going to crap yes. on it. So, like no. we did for the Morbius trailer or <laughs> Morbius like, movie. It's like our, it's our video love. shrine of. And I, I heard someone on the internet the other day, I heard someone, what read something on the internet, the internet the other day about, um, guilty pleasure movies and how there is no such thing as a guilty pleasure movie i'm ready to counter with you with that i thought about this i think guilty pleasure movies in the sense that it's your movie your go-to movie you watch over and over again it's not the sense everybody else thinks it's horrible it's a sense of like it may be not like the most popular movie but it's a movie that you will guiltily watch on your couch and sit through like a giant marathon for. yeah but it, people use guilty pleasure movies as a i don't like this movie but i but I watch it. See, I view it differently. So, but, but my point is, is that people use it that way. So when someone says, this is a guilty pleasure movie, it's like, no, but you like this movie. Watch what you like. Like what you like. Yeah. We had this discussion this week when I talked to Jeremy Hahn on the podcast about reading reading graphic novels or comic books or, or digitally. Read how you like, what you like, when you like, mm -hmm. and just like something. So when someone asks us if we like this movie, I'm just going to tell people, yes, I like this movie. Like, these movies are good. It's not a yes. guilty pleasure movie. This well, is a you movie know, that I like. It's like, this is my, like... A guilty pleasure movie could be bad, worse than this. Like, this movie's not... I didn't even look it up. I was supposed to look... I was going to look that up ahead of time. I looked up some other facts about the movies, but basically just simple ones, like how much it made and all that stuff. But I well, wanted to look up to the Well, to preface this, when we first started dating, uh, one of us asked what was our It was favorite. probably me. It was probably Justin. What our favorite guilt, guilty pleasure movie was, and... Somehow it coming to National Treasure. We found we both love National Treasure. It seems like out 
out there for us too with our like history of well, liking movies it's just a solid great movie and we will watch it over and over and over and over again. i think the <laughs> the biggest take on it is people don't like nicholas cage and his acting like they don't like him and i feel like if it was someone else in the movie it might have done better like Nicholas Cage makes so I'm looking at right now so like we're looking at Rotten Tomatoes which is like the epitome of ranking I would think on the internet now 46% on Rotten Tomato for critics and 76% for um, the audience on on National Treasure 1 and so that's a funny thing about it is that like it's a well received audience movie and that leads into the whole guilty pleasure or enjoyment or just a movie for like I said enjoyment a movie for enjoyment's sake like Everybody has to like look at movies and be like, "This is a good, this is bad." The plot doesn't go anywhere. Movies are entertainment. Yes, they're made to make you happy and watch them. So if National Treasure makes us happy and wants to watch them, then that's why both movies were. I mean, Taylor can see it; other people can't see it. But thirty-six percent, sixty-seven percent for the second movie. Again, drastically different between wow. how the critics rated it and how the audience rated it. They really both audiences' scores are technically, if they were the critic scores, would both be fresh tomatoes yes on rotten tomatoes they're both rotten on rotten tomatoes because of the fact that they are the, the critics have rated them worse but if it was up to the audience the audience of 250,000 plus ratings for number two and the same thing for number one 67 for two and 76 for one so the movies are well received by the audience and they made money oh yes no they did really well and so they came I, out, the first one came out national treasure came out in 19 or two sorry november 19th 2004 so we're right around the 18th anniversary of that one. Why didn't we throw a party? Crazy. Uh, made for $100 million and brought in $347.5 no, million. No, I saw that. It did really well. And um, I do want to stand corrected. Guilty, guilty pleasure does mean like people don't yeah, think regard. But that's not how I view it. Um, it also had to bring on eight writers Yes. to help read well, through the script. And, so this, and then the second movie made December, it was December 21st, 2007. So a 15th anniversary of that movie is right around the corner. Again, a party. <laughs> and $130 million and $459.2 million. So the first movie made $110 million less than the second movie. The movie made more. It means people went and saw it. To make a half a billion dollars on a movie. That is quite a bit. And the funny thing is the second one is not as good as the no, first one. No. So people are like, if a third one came, there would be like a significant drop off. Because like, ah, second one's not good. The third one's not going to be. Well, the second one's good. It's just not as good. So I bill this, and, and don't I don't want people quoting on the internet and quoting on things. I bill this as our modern day age, the 2000, year 2000 plus uh, Indiana Jones style, where it's the epic adventure, uh, history learning, uh, you know, conspiracy theories, all this other stuff that's going on in it in this modern day version of Indiana Jones. I think yes, Nicolas Cage's acting and, and people's perception of Nicolas Cage, you either take him or you leave him. I don't think there's people out there who are like, yeah, he's not that bad. I think you have to say that like you like his acting, or you don't. It's definitely interesting, but I think he's a like, fit for this role. I'm not comparing Nicolas Cage to any other movies. We're talking about just National Treasure. He's he's great for this. Well, role. I think he makes great movies, and that's uh, people argue. I go over his. I don't have to go over his list right now, but I think he makes good movies. I think there's a bunch of movies out there that I would watch over and over and over again that are his movies, and I think I just like his acting. Yes, he's the same thing and everything, but so is Will Ferrell, and so like there's like so is uh, Vince Vaughn, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. They're all. The, I mean, those obviously mostly comedic actors, but I'm just saying that's like true. 
most of those people, Mel Gibson, they're all the same people in movies. So it, when you're an actor, there are certain people who can be multiple different things. Yes. But there's also people who that's just who they are as actors, and let's move on from it. Stop complaining about it. But my biggest thing is is it's entertainment for entertainment's sake. I think, I think you do learn stuff because some of the stuff is factual. Ben Franklin was a fact, a Freemason, along with what nine of the other people who signed the independence. So, so it, it's a factual movie in a sense. There probably is some expanded <laughs> and, and, and you know, well, you know, taking the free will of the writers, the nine, eight writers, whatever you say. I want to see the original script of yeah. like well, why they'd bring eight writers on. I think there's a little bit of everything, and I think most things have been rewritten. And, and I don't know about eight writers, but like. Well, yes, I'm just imagining, you know, like the little steps, like, oh, there's this hidden clue. I just imagine there's this very long, convoluted steps to get there, and they pared it down. That's what I'm interested to see, you know, like the little treasure hunt part of yes. it. I don't think, like, the script was probably bad. It's, like, probably, like, other scripts. Yes, I think that... It's probably the history that really got the, complicated. Well, I think it's a little bit, like I said, I like history, but I don't want to sit down there. I liked the movie Lincoln. Did you ever see the movie Lincoln? No. <laughs> it was it was long and, and just serious and, and not boring, but just like uh, there's at least action and adventure in this thing and you get to see and you get to learn, I mean, and, and there's more to it than just the simple action and adventure. I mean, here's the, f there's so many movies out there. We, we talked about it at Book Club last week about John Wick. I've never seen the John Wick movies. But well, I office know. Office ladies talk about John Wick. But I know the John Wick <laughs> movies is like shooting people for shooting people's sake. And shooting and, and, and guns and action and all this stuff. That's why like, I hate movies killing people for killing people's sake. Like, they gotta, you can't just go around just killing Well, there's a story, and there's a story to this. I think there's a heartfelt story about his family and Nicolas Cage's family uh, and, and how they've been searching for this for their entire lives. And they then people think that they've ruined their lives and they haven't gone anywhere, which is kind of funny because his dad picks on him about how the family doesn't go anywhere. And this guy has like multiple PhDs. And, like, obviously is doing well enough for himself to be, able to be able to finance himself to go, or, like, obviously has help, but, like, yes. to go on these adventures and things like that. Like, if I had that, my parents would not be like, you've wasted your life. <laughs> the dude has multiple PhDs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it could be the sense of settling down. Well, I, yes, but, like. Probably in his eyes. Yeah, so it was just kind of funny seeing that and hearing that. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. He's, he's way more educationally successful than I am. <laughs> and my parents wouldn't be like, you're wasting your life looking for treasures. If I had a two PhDs and a bunch of other things and I was looking for treasure, my parents were like, he has two PhDs. We're happy for our son. But um, there's the adventure. There's the story. Like I said, there's a meaningfulness to it where he wants to do it for not only for his sake and the financial benefit, but for his family and, and, yes. and to make sure that his family wasn't proven crazy. <laughs> and, and you see that in the second movie with, with his family being tarnished and having to make his family look better after being tarnished by saying his family was part yeah, of the Luther's clear as mud. <laughs> and so, yeah, so there's this well-roundedness, I think, to that. Yes, is there plot holes? Is there bad jokes? Is there bad acting here and there? Of course there is. The movie is not what an award-winning movie. What are the plot holes? The, what? What are the plot holes? Well, there is. I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to point it out in the specific oh, ones. I'm just I'm saying. trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, yeah. Well, the fact that he would not be able to break into the Get a, steal the Declaration of Independence. They did a good job trying to make it logical. But like his like, like figuring out the password. Like, that's a bank heist movie. But that's my point. That, that, that's a plot hole. It's not a plot hole. They logically stepped it out. It may not be completely. Okay, but you workable. know what I mean. That there's a there's mishaps in there that it makes it so convenient it's mishaps. Yes. That could be that. Well, the 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 trying to make it based in reality when it's not possible. 
It's a pretty good job of that, in my opinion. I think it goes, <laughs> I explained on the podcast multiple times, because I like comic books that are based in reality with one tweak that makes it so that, like, okay, we now know this is not in reality. Yeah. There's nothing in this movie that was that one tweak. It was basically trying to make you think that everything is in reality. Yeah, I, I, again, I feel like they yeah. did that. Yeah, and so it's kind of funny. I would love a prequel, in a sense, and how Justin Barth's character and Nicholas Cage, yes. how they became Even just friends. a couple episodes yeah. or something. But like a flashback. So there is one movie, one, yes. 2004, 2007, the movie two came out, which was, again, you mentioned not as good, but still had a fun thing to it. And they went a different route. It wasn't like they were looking for a piece of history. No. It's not it like they were looking for a specific, like this was looking for the treasure based on the clues. Obviously, mm-hmm. they found it. How do you go further than that? We watched Prison Break. It's like, okay, you break out of prison, and then yes. you run, and then you break out of prison, and then we you run. We never finished that, did we? No. There's this like how do you make a sequel to something that was based in this whole idea of proving that this treasure is real and that there's something looking <laughs> for it and they think they did a great job by saying that what's one thing in history american history that's not bad enough that you should be like ostracized from the community but good but not good enough like bad enough to save his family by changing people's views on him mm-hmm. and that's the whole uh, like an assassination thing and having trying to save his family's reputation after doing it already once saying we're not crazy we actually do think this treasure exists yes and then coming out and saying oh yeah the treasure does exist here's a bunch of money and your family killed uh, killed lincoln yeah if you did any of this like lincoln or kennedy so i think that's a great story so there's works on a third there's been worked in a third for many 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 years it's been in development hell forever supposedly we'll get to the Disney Plus thing here at some point, but supposedly the script is done and it's been handed over to Nicolas Cage for his approval. How can he not do it? So now there's this <laughs> thing about whether or not we're actually going to get a third movie, which I would be happy with because there's a TV show coming out uh, and the reason why we actually start tying this <laughs> in this area, but I think that there's a there's a need for a third movie, I think. And it, I, to me personally, it can come out on Disney Plus. I don't think it has to be a major motion picture that goes into I think it will come out. Disney Plus it does come out. But the question is, how are they going to tie in the TV show? It's based in the same universe, so it's, I mean. Okay, I just didn't want it to step or, like, be a reboot. No, but I I think the difference between, like, Indiana Jones, for example, and this and other stuff, they try too much to be, like, Indiana Jones is the only person in the entire universe searching for something at the same time. Uh, and so, like, okay. just because it's based in the same universe, there could be people who, like, saw that Benjamin Franklin Gates searched for something and now wants, to, like, was in school and, and saw he found it. It's like, well, I'm going to start looking for these kind of things. And this character, played by Lizette Alexis, <laughs> is hopefully, like, I don't know, learning from that. I guess we'll find out. We'll find out on December 14th when the first episode is we'll dropped. But I think that they can do it. I mean, like I said, I don't think many people thought they could make a second National Treasure movie. And they made a second mm-hmm. one. Now they're going to make a third one, hopefully. So I, I but think they do they, come in the movie theaters. We're going that night. Oh, absolutely. We're going the Thursday night like we did for Thor Ragnarok. Or Thor uh, Love and Thunder. That was, that was a sad day off. <laughs> well, not the self, but, you know, it was kind of like a lot of built up. Yes. Well, we got to, uh, enchiladas, so. We need to go again. <laughs> yeah, enchiladas. Is that how it works? We need a margaritas. <laughs> so, National Treasure. When we tell people about it, they're a little taken aback because I don't think there's a lot of people that I know that I like. I think they just change the conversation. They really don't care about it. They don't it. care about it. They my don't dad, talk about it. No. My dad loves the movies. He'll watch the movies. I don't think he's seen them as many times as we've seen them. 
We've yeah. definitely, what are we at, four, five, six times? Maybe six times we've seen them together? It's probably more than so that. We've been it's together for almost five like, years. Oh, we have a day off. We at least watch them once a year, and we've been together for five years. Yes, for sure. So, like, at least five times. Do you want to talk about the poster in the wall? Well, I'm going to get there. <laughs> um, so, there's that. We had, did we have a poster before that? Yes, okay. we had a movie poster. That's what inspired it. Inspired it. So, I bought on eBay or whatever, Amazon, a poster of the first movie and hung it up in the hallway. Oh, you gave it to me as Valentine. You gave it to me as a present, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Not that one. Because I think that's what inspired me. Like, oh, you gave it to me. I'm going to give it because we got the poster and we didn't know what we want to do with it and then we went on so we live in Orrington, Maine which is outside of the city of Bangor, Maine if anybody doesn't know that and that's about central like the dab center of Maine if anybody doesn't know that we're, we're near Canada north of Massachusetts <laughs> um, but in this area we live in Orrington and every year it's a, a part of Old Home Week the, the week that they celebrate Orrington town they do this town-wide yard sale and what 50 Yard sales at the same time? I don't know. <laughs> well, we went to a couple of them. I know, but I didn't count them. So we went out one day. This is prior to our son being born because we could just. It's stop. always like 90 degrees that day, but and I. The pandemic's was... happened, so we didn't have the thing. So we were looking for a. The most gaudy frame, frame you could possible find. for this poster to hang on the wall. Just, just to be funny. I know it's like you go in our hallway and it's just like this hodgepodge of frames. I promise the rest of the house looks nice. <laughs> but. There is a nice Nicholas. So Cage we, we we had this poster from Nicholas Cage from the first movie. We wanted to put it on the wall because we want. We thought let's make it look like a poster. We the the poster frame that would be found in that massive treasure they found. Uh, on, I was saying like it's a museum. Like, yeah, but we're saying like I mean like I want to get like museum. It. A lot of the stuff was museum quality. Yes, and then yes, it, yes. And so we found this frame. You painted it. I did paint it because yep. it was like a fake. Wood, yeah, and has this gaudy frame around it. And so, this is in the hallway. Literally, when you walk out of our bathroom door, you look straight ahead <laughs> across like what the three foot hallway, like the width of the hallway, and it's right there in front of your face. It's not a photo of Nova, the biggest photo. Well, that was before I know, but it's like Nicholas Cage takes precedence. Yeah, of course, wall. he does. Um, it's Uncle Nick. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and so, two, three years ago, two years ago, probably, two years ago, probably two. Um, was for my birthday, right? Or Christmas. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. One of the holidays we buy each other gifts. <laughs> um, Taylor bought me a, or bought us, I should say, <laughs> a remake of that poster. It's a National Treasure movie poster, but individual uh, mosaic style. Yeah. Uh, pictures of you, him, her, and I as the picture, so it makes up the whole poster of the movie. But if you look closer, it's pictures of us. And so that has now taken place at that poster. I think the poster's just behind it, isn't it? Because I don't remember finding the poster anywhere. Yeah, no, it's probably yeah. just behind it. Um, so now that's still there in the hallway, and you've mentioned about replacing it, doing something else. I don't think so. I think what will happen is if the third movie comes out, we need to make a third movie poster. <laughs> yeah, I think the problem was I didn't realize how many cells there were. So the photos oh, yeah. repeat we quite often. So I really need to do is just like my whole phone gallery and just like, Whatever shows Us up, too, shows up. Nova. Yeah. Of- it's not bad. It's just like if you stare at a while, you're like, well, I just saw that photo. Well, I think it's cool. I think so. so the, 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 the cool thing to me is that it was funny for us and unique for us because of our love for the movies that having that poster in the hallway was always like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, I have posters. We have things in here. Mm-hmm. So I have what? The um, It, Georgie, poster, draw one of 100, 100, limited to 100 drawing from um scotty young yes on the wall and i have the uh um, scrabble boards me hung up not rogue um jubilee drawing behind the christmas tree 
Oh yes, this is a black and white one. And then there's one other one in the house, which is the George George Perez Thanos drawing in the hallway. There's three things in this entire house that are outside this room that are on the wall that are comic book or personally my favorite related. Yes. So having a big poster, like the poster over behind you is Thor Ragnarok. It's one of our favorite movies together. And that poster (laughs) is not going to go in the hallway. I think the National Treasure one has something to be said about it. I think there's a conversational piece to it. I think there's a, again, I think there's one of those weird things that you like your style of music. I like my style of music. And we have this small crossover of things. Like you like Taylor Swift. I don't like Taylor Swift. I like some heavy stuff. You don't like heavy stuff. But there's some stuff in the middle, like Sleeping with Sirens and Amorosa and Dance, Gavin Dance that cross over. Yes. But you have your passion for food. I have my passion for food. You like to read novels. I like to read comic books. There's this whole, like... Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, the chair. <laughs> There's these things that as they're in a relationship, you have similarities, but you have differences. And one of the huge similarities for us in movies is not something that you brought into me or I brought into you, is National Treasure. Yes. That's... And so I think that's one of those things that forever is going to be... The downside is, is that there's not much you can collect from it. <laughs> I may do a treasure hunt. Well, I want to get to that, but my point is that there's not much you can collect in a sense that be like really cool to own. I want to own the decoration. Uh, no, but like I would like to own these toys behind here. I have things from you know mm. movies and things that I've won. There's no VHS tape of it. There's no like even the movies. I was like, oh, maybe we'll buy the high end Blu-rays. There isn't such thing as a high end Blu-ray for for National Treasure because it's just not a movie people love like that. So and it's not a cult, it's not a sarcastic cult classic that you might yes. see. Like I have it. This didn't come out on VHS originally. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. You cold there? Getting a little cold. I know we shut it off. Um, <laughs> but but the so that's the downside. The plus side is if people don't like it that much. So if in the history, it, as we move forward in our relationship and we get older, it's possible we might be able to buy like props from the movie for not very expensive. <laughs> Do you know what we, I mean? We have a resolute desk. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not obviously that bad, but uh, yes. Um, so do you want to tell a little bit about, so we'll get in, obviously, some more of the movies and stuff. But this is really just, I was going to say, I originally wrote this as a review of the movies, but then I just changed it to a bonus episode about the movies. And I think part of it is the love for passion for a movie and passion for things together as a relationship. We also have, and haven't done it in a while because we had a kid and the pandemic had hit harder than we thought, is yeah. our own podcast talking about being married. Um, so this, I think, is like a crossover to me. Is like yeah, a so we'll, discussion. We'll, we'll get to talking about oh, yeah, the we'll parts of movies. But talk about the um, the treasure hunt. Oh, was it last Christmas or Christmas? Two Christmas ago. Two Christmas ago. So I guess to start. Uh, it might have been last Christmas. It was last Christmas. I guess. Whatever. I don't a Christmas in the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah, so I guess to start this is when I was younger, my grandparents and family did a treasure hunt at camp. So we did like this whole follow the X. It was actually really, really well done. But so I always like loved like little treasure hunt stuff. And so for Christmas one year, I decided to get some clues or whatnot and lead to this treasure hunt. And it started with this like you can get on Amazon this like little code decryptor mm-hmm. thing. It's very awesome. What is that? We packed it away because Nova started getting okay, the stuff. Okay, because I want that in here. Let's let's make sure we get that out. Yes, right and here. I had Sorry. like the little box. But yeah, no, it is. We took some stuff down. He now could play with it. We well, I just I think it'd be cool to have in here. Sorry to interrupt. You, <laughs> yes, so I think they followed different steps of clues. I can't remember. I know I kind of half-assed it towards the end. No, it was great. There was there was the you had the crinkle paper. You put the tea. Oh yeah, so I remember in elementary school, you know how you need to do like an old-time document, so you put coffee or tea. So I'm like late one night trying to make. Well, the we lived together, and, and and at that time though, was I you still working late so that you could? Do it was like pretty that, yeah. easy. 
now it's extremely hard to do anything secret. <laughs> well, it was two Christmases ago because we didn't have Nova. So, yeah, it was two Christmases. Yeah. So, yes, no, I was pregnant doing this. Yeah. yeah. But so that, that it was like a cool thing to me. And it was like, okay, again, another. And I think it led to something homemade in the box. It was one of your, like. One of these things. I think it was a really sad looking. Uh, <laughs> and then. That was the year before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's a weird thing that you wouldn't be able to do with anybody else who didn't have a passion for the movie like I do. Like, I literally, when we said, let's watch these movies over again to talk about them, we didn't have to be like, Ugh. like, I'm talking in a couple of weeks for the podcast with Jabron Graham, who was on last week about the Star Wars holiday special. And it's like, I watched it. I want to watch it because I want to get. Like it's it's historic and it, it's it's a cult classic and it's memorable in that sense, but I don't want to go through it. This was like no, we definitely want to we want to watch this. Like this is something we wanted to like watch again. This is our 2022 yearly viewing of National Treasure, yes. and I can't wait. to Honestly, it sounds so corny, but I can't wait to share it with Nova, our son. Like I can't wait to actually be like, this is a movie you'll like, and I think he'll like it. I think it's again, it would be his. And again, please don't villainize me for this. Indiana Jones is one of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion. The mm-hmm. very first one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. But this is his version, in my opinion. The only downside is Nicolas Cage exactly doesn't really have an iconic look to copy easily. <laughs> You'd have to get him some like weird uh, but I'm just saying, like, wig. He, I'm just yeah. saying like, that's the only disappointment to being the, like Indiana Jones. Yes, because he had his whip and his hat. But that's my point, like, you can dress up for Halloween. But, like, what is Nova dressed up as? He can be Justin as? Bartha. Nerdy. No. I'm fine with that. You can be Sean Bean and be the be the villain. Uh, oh, I have a fun fact for him. Okay, so this is let's talk some more about the actual movies. I had a fun fact. I'm working on it. That's what I'm saying. I was transitioning. Oh. It's a podcast host's job to transition. Go ahead. Oh, now I don't. Um, so what was the actor's name again? You just Sean said Bean. Sean Bean. So he normally gets killed in like all the yes. villain movies he plays. This one he did not. He didn't get killed, but he's not the villain in the second movie. He got arrested. He's still a villain. He's a villain in the second movie, I'm saying. Oh, yes. That was my fun fact. Um, <laughs> a fun fact also is that the place where they say the old North Church in Boston was at the end of the movie was not anywhere it looks like the old North Church in that area because I just lived there and it's not. They definitely made it look like not. Yeah. Yes. Um, we didn't go to, when we were in New York City, we didn't go to where they were in New York City in the old Trinity Church. I'm okay with that. But we like to go, we've done things like that where we go places that I've been on movies or have planned to go on places that were in movies. We didn't go to the Gossip Girl steps either. Oh my God, man. <laughs> I'm crap about the Gossip Girls. So the movies themselves, okay, again, there's this heist. There's this history. There's relationship. Like if you think about it, like there's friend relationships between like Justin Bartha and, yes. and, and Nicolas Cage. But there's also a parenting thing in that sense. Like it almost has that, like Nicolas Cage has that relationship with his parents well, no, what I'm saying like with, with Justin Barthard like he's his son even though he's not he's around the same age in this thing has this like looking after or little brother big brother yeah it was more little brother and then the relationship brother. between obviously mm-hmm. his love interest towards the end of the movie yes so there's something for everybody I think in this relationship with his dad there's the history the, the, humor. Heist, the humor the pl- FBI is involved all that stuff's really cool in my opinion the second movie is the relationship didn't work my favorite part in the movie is when they're fighting. At the uh, at, in England. In England. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they also went to England in this movie. They talk about Aztec treasure. Like, there's this whole like world building things. And who's who's to say that they don't try to find, I don't know, something bigger and better? Who does say they don't get lost in the Bermuda Triangle? 
in the third I'm hour. expecting some like pyramid aliens. I thought about that and I was jotted down. Well, I'll just think they did, that, like, they no, did no. that in the fourth Indiana Jones not, movie and it sucked. So don't go aliens. It's not. It needs to be more grounded. Roswell. Here's the deal. They never talked about what was on that page in the book. Can you look at whatever page it was the president told him in Book of Secrets? Yes. They say, look whatever page it was. They never have finished that out. And this, I don't think the, the new movie, the new show is going to be based on that because obviously Nicolas Cage is not in the new show. Which is a major disappointment. So like the idea that they have to talk about what's on that page, so whatever's on that page, and I'm glad they left it kind of open-ended. Mm-hmm. They didn't be like, oh, it was Roswell. Yes. And that way they have to go to do Roswell. Now it's like we didn't tell anybody what was on that page. Mm-hmm. So now we can talk about anything and be yes. okay. So I'm excited for it. I, I, we don't know when it's going to come out, but obviously we don't know when it's going to come out, so it's going to be three or four years. Yeah, and it's probably going to be like straight on the streaming service. No, it's not. I think it's going to be in the theaters. The second movie made almost 500. I said, oh, I'd be okay with it if it was. Oh, uh, okay. But the second movie made $500 million. But maybe this by the time they come out, movie theaters won't be a thing oh, it anymore. Is a movie, it is one of those ones that if it doesn't come out until 2027... Right, mm-hmm. which is three or four years from now. It's me twenty years. We need to go. We out. need to go to a four D movie for that. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, like, now, I mean, we tried to go to a four D movie. They were showing freaking Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I looked like what two weeks ago for something, and they had so many good movies. Uh-huh. The four D. I'm like, how did we go for that? Like one week, they didn't have anything planned. And got COVID. That's because of another swim class. Okay, but so is there anything else you want to talk about the specific movies itself? Can we talk about Riley? You can do whatever you want. This is your podcast. I'm just no, here for the no. ride. <laughs> this is National Treasure Movies with Taylor Soderbergh and Justin. Special guest Justin Soderbergh. <laughs> there we go. That sounds better. Well, I think the best. Riley. So Riley Poole, a.k.a. Justin Bartha. Yes. A.k.a. best Ooh. name in the world. No. Um, what do you want to talk about him? All those one-liners. The fact that we almost named Nova Riley if he was a girl. Yeah. Um, delicious jams and jellies. Yes, the preservation room. Where's that? Delicious jams and jellies. What did he say? Um, Albuquerque. See, Albuquerque. I can, See, do I, can do it too. I can yell random words too. There's this. Yes, he has this. He's smart. He has a um, Sheldon aspect to him. Barely. Barely. Well, obviously not the smart. It's Sheldon is to the extreme on Sheldon's one and like not a, to the other, but. Riley Poole, no, funny, Justin Martha is funnier without the smartness, and and Sheldon is smarter without the funniness. But he has that like he's smart, but also has this aloofness. Yes, and and I think that's what makes his character really cool. And, and you know, uh, it's they pair well together too. I think that not only is the characters that they're playing pair well together, mm-hmm. but the actors themselves, Nicolas Cage and Justin Martha, I think pair well together in my opinion. Yes, I agree. Oh, I also, for, you know, that scene where they talk about the time change? Yes. And he's smart and doesn't know something that they don't know. Yeah, well, I found out that the time on the currency was the actual time, like, for that rotation of bills. The cool. time has changed on there, but it was set to that time. I can't remember what it was at that point, but right. like I, said, I think now it's changed to 1030 or something like that. But. But, I'm, but the whole point is they had to make it believable. Like, there's certain things you have to fit. See, that's true. <laughs> but, I mean, again, Douglas Cage is amazing. Justin Bartha is shot as um, Riley Poole. Uh, and then you have, obviously, uh, Diane Kruger, who plays Abigail Chase, who's also, I think, great. And I think there's this 
They have a good dynamic. There is. Sometimes you have like the off, like, why are they two together? They, they're very, they play off each other pretty well. And John Voight, right? I mean, George Costanza. Oh, he's <laughs> John Voight. He has John Voight. He's driving John Voight's car. George Costanza? Yeah. That's John Voight. Did you know who that was? Um, is is plays his dad, and then obviously we mentioned Sean Bean too. But the the stat the cast I think was there wasn't a obviously the the goons that are with Ian Howe's Sean Bean's character. Those character goons are, are goons. They're they're yeah. So they're not like amazing, but they're just not big characters. You need to be amazing. The we're looking at the screen right now with the six main characters in the movie. Yes, I don't have a fault on any of them with. Nicholas Cage, Diane Kruger, Justin Bartha, Sean Bean, John Boyd, and then the one we haven't mentioned yet is Harvey Keitel, who's the FBI agent. Uh, uh, He's always good. Sadusky. I should say it's not Sandusky. Sandusky was a guy from Penn State that. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but who's your out of? So obviously Nicholas Cage is Nicholas Cage. Is Riley Poole or Justin oh, Bartha your favorite? Hand, favorite? Hands down. <laughs> what would be your second? Nicholas Cage. Well, behind Nicholas Cage. Oh, um, I think his dad. You think his dad? Yeah, I like Dan Kruger, but I, I just. I think Harvey Keitel. I think the FBI agent has this Ooh, cool, this yeah. like wants to help him, knows where his boundaries are, doesn't want to break rules, but like when he brings him outside and says to him, in the second movie, inside there, I'm an FBI agent. Out here, I'm your friend. Yeah, no, and I tells like them that. all the information and says about the book of secrets and that it doesn't exist that you have to go see the president to get it. Da, da, da. That to me is like okay. He's an understanding. Yeah. He like he knows what it is. And he read he read Riley's book. That was cool too. That was funny. We should. That's one of the props. Like you should get, at least get a cover. A copy put, of the book. Yeah. Do <laughs> you know what uh, taxes on ten million dollars is? Eleven million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that whole runner of. His book. And yes, and the girl comes in. Nobody's and knows like, who he is. Oh, you discover it? You're, you're uh, Ben Gates. No, I thought Ben Gates. And then the lady comes up and goes, "Are you Ben Gates?" And he says, "Yes." yes. And she goes, "I think you're for your car's being towed." <laughs> so those are the kind of like they said. There's these one-liners that I think forever. Some people are gonna watch the movie and be like, "What the hell?" Oh, and but then, to us, it's just this. It's just entertainment. When Nicolas Cage sticks his arm in the rock. Yes. And, you know, and that is me. That would be something you'd do 100%. But I, like I said, there's something to me that, okay, I will admit right now, and you probably you might disagree with me, the movie's not amazing. No. It's entertaining. And that's to me. There's never a moment in the movie where I'm just like, ugh, I'm bored. There's always something to see. There's always a joke. There's always a story. There's something. Like, there's just always something. I we've watched TV shows and movies where you like get to a point where you're like okay next thing let's do this yes there I just don't think there is in that movie well that's why it. we for a while a little while ago we talked about um just us together about our top was it desert island deserted island list and both of ours that was on there was Thor and National Treasure what well, well, one of those movies because you're stuck on there it's something yeah. you'd be willing to watch that's over and over again it means it's the best movie you've ever seen it means something that you will just you're entertained by it yes. and that's the thing is the entertainment industry there's too many movies and you know me this year I've watched 60, 70 new movies that came out this year I've watched some really bad ones some good ones there's some artistically great movies that are made to win awards yes and then there's these that, that they profited off of it because obviously the movie made money <laughs> and so that's the whole thing. It's a business. It's an entertainment business. And if you're entertaining people, why do you think there's 10 Fast and the Furious movies? 
Because it's entertainment. Cars jumping, people fighting. It, 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 people want to see it. This is about to be a fourth John Wick movie. Because people want to see that stuff. No, we don't. But people don't yeah. want to watch this movie. Yeah. So I think there's that. And so the success of the movies obviously has pushed it to a point where there's enough people that want to see these that they're at least pursuing the next stage, whether it's the third movie that's supposed to come out at some point. Or the it's all the treasure hunt people. <laughs> um, before I go into the TV show, start that talk, do you have any more about the actual movies? Any fun facts or anything uh, you like about it? You know, I don't. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I didn't want to be like bombard people, be like, fun mm. fact, I clearly looked this up on Google before we talked. Yeah, but you also have watched it enough that why wouldn't you look up things on the internet? Like, yeah, I, no, I watch it while we're watching movies. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Some of them I knew before and some of them I didn't. But I don't think I had any more. I want those ben Benjamin Franklin glasses, though. <laughs> Can I make my own 3D glasses? I think Benjamin Franklin made something like this. I think Benjamin Franklin, Franklin made these glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second movie came out in 2007, so now we are, what I mentioned earlier, 15 years later. Almost to the day, because 21st is when the second movie came out. The TV show hits Disney Plus on the 14th. So why aren't we throwing a party? <laughs> we are. This is it right here. Is 14 or 15 years later, they come out with National Treasure, Edge of History, which is a 10-episode miniseries happening on Disney+. Plus. The first two episodes dropping on this ever 14. I do like the fact that when they agree just to do like the miniseries, they like already know the whole story planned out. They're not just going wherever they want. Like, oh, we'll just see how many seasons we can go for. No, I like how they like... They may renew it, but they have to think through the storyline, and I am really enjoying that whole new style right now. Do you think, we'll get into this in a second, but do you think that they will use this as an opportunity to add characters to this movie? Do you think these characters are written into the next movie? Some of them, like Alexis, for example. I want to watch it and see how bad or good they are, because sometimes you get some of those cheesy, like... Honestly, so this is obviously made for a younger actors. audience because most of the audiences, most of the characters are teenager. But you'd be surprised at how good some of them are. Well, I mean, what I meant is that like the first two movies are Nicolas Cage, Diane Kruger are older characters. They're older people. They're in their 40s and 50s. Yes. These characters are all like young adult. I think it'd be fun to tie it in. It'd be like Nicolas Cage and this new like Nicolas Cage. Like a teacher Cage, somewhere yeah. and this girl's or his student or something like that. And here's the deal. We don't know. You know how it works in movies and TVs nowadays and all these things. There's a possibility he makes a cameo in this show. We just don't know about it. I feel like he's, he himself would probably want to do it. What? I mean, Justin is. Okay, so that's what we get to. Is so so um, Alexis, Lizette Alexis is the main character. Is Jess Venezuela. She is a young person looking for something. I don't want to get too far into actually previewing it because I don't... I'm Just just watch the show if you like the show. Yes. The thing. But... Justin Bartha, Riley Poole, is returning, and again, in some form or fashion. We know that in the Santa Claus's TV show, they had announced that Bernard, from the original The Santa Claus, smart, is yeah. coming in <laughs> to this show. We're four or five episodes in. We haven't seen him yet, so we don't know how much. They're going to the last episode because you're hanging on to see him. Well, I'm pulling out of people very pissed off is that the, you're not going to care about this, but the Star Wars movie that came out, the first of the three sequel trilogy movies we're supposed to you know have luke skywalker and he shows up in the last 
freaking 30 seconds and that's all you see in the entire movie. That's usually how people do it, though. So there's a possibility he does this at some point. Maybe he kicks it off by being his teacher or something like that. And you see him, oh, kick away, he's in it. But Justin Barth is definitely going to be in it. We don't know, again, for how much of an extent. Maybe he's the teacher. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then also Harvey Keitel, who does, who plays uh, the Peter Sadusky, the, the FBI agent. He's also in this. Oh, uh, okay. So, again, it's in the same universe and has the same people in it and so it's kind of a cool stepping stone hopefully to what they will do in the movie and maybe this thing's a hit the movie's definitely gonna be made maybe if it sucks then they may not make the movie we don't know so watch it because we want a third movie so just watch the (laughs) show uh so there'll be 10 episodes the first two episodes hitting december 14th and and i think when i found out about i shared it on your facebook page and i was like yeah i'm so excited and when we found out nicholas cage wasn't in it we were a little disappointed but i don't is nicholas cage the 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 whole reason we watched the movie i don't think so no but i feel like it's just like i'm afraid like the next actor is just gonna be yeah, i know what i mean like a cheap version of it which i mean more or less it will be because it's a tv show but they've obviously done some tests in, in, in figuring out whether or not people want to watch this because 15 years later doing something based in the national treasure universe is a, is, a, is, is to a lot of people weird but it's like Avatar. How many years ago did that come I, out? Avatar made the most money ever in history. Of because mankind. it was a top, like I understand that. I you know uh, my graphics. argument about it. Arguments about it. I'm not yes, going to go into we, it we, we've heard it. Yes. Um, is 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 it was a very successful movie. So even if it's half as successful, it's gonna make one point five billion. True. So like that movie's obviously gonna be made. But my point is, and that's a movie that was popular and people liked it. This made a half a billion. <laughs> so this made like. 25 20% of what the other movies made and or that movie Avatar made and 15 years later they make a TV it's it just to me it's put them I, on the same page as the Santa Clauses yeah, the Santa yes. Claus first movie back from the 90s is cult classic to me it's a it's a top five movie for me for Christmas movie I watch it every year I love the movie Tim Allen as the Santa Claus is amazing 15, 20 years later, make a TV show on Net, on Disney Plus. I think is a brainer to me. I think it's because they have the platform now. I think now that we've reached the soul streaming, like Netflix is doing their own movies and TV shows and stuff like that. I think we've reached the ability to do that. And I feel like beforehand, just having it released on TV, like normal, but TV cha- channels. But my just point not is, do is that well. there's Riley Poole. Yes, is in it. Peter Szyszewski's in it. Those two characters, uh, you know, Harvey and Justin, are in this movie. Or this TV show, but the main characters aren't. And in Santa Claus's, it's because they're too big. <laughs> oh, because Tim Allen comes back and his wife. But really, what have they done since then? <laughs> but my well, he's been he's been on TV. Tim Allen has, but, but my, has but, Riley. No, but my point is, is that you have the main people coming back on a TV show. I understand that, but to make a uh, quote unquote step below. 10 episode miniseries on net, net, on uh, Disney Plus about a sh- movie like The National Treasure. We can't be the only people who like it, is my point. It's like, it seems like. I think like, you need to do a poll on your yeah, website. No. I think that it, it seems, like I said, it seems unique and cool to me because I don't think, I don't think people have been clamoring for this. And that means that someone in Disney likes it enough or knows there's a potential. Maybe it's Nicolas Cage driving the whole yeah, thing. Exactly, right? After the success of his new, I mean, it's my top, one of my top five favorite movies of the year. Yes. Uh, Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. And that's the Nicolas Cage movie about being Nicolas Cage, really. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's a national treasure uh, uh, Easter egg in that movie. There's sure. a poster on the wall in the basement. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And so, yeah. So National Treasure to us will always hold a special spot 
and like I said, I'm, I, I'm always excited when someone else talks about National Treasure because I'm always like, ah, great movie. And, and it's quotable. Is it, you mentioned about the Desert Island. It's a rewatchable movie. I think we talked in the past about our top MCU movies, for example. There's three different lists, in my opinion, for, for movies. The best made movies mm-hmm. of all time. There's the best, your favorite movies of all time. So there's best made movies of all time. Best movies. Mm-hmm. There's your favorite movies of all time. And there's the most rewatchable movies of all time. Yes. Those, I think, are the three lists. I don't think they could be combined into one list. Well, I feel like somewhat of the Desert Island kind of does that. It's the most like, rewatchable. Yeah, and a little bit of your favorite. I guess, yeah. The best movies of all time. Shawshank Redemption. I mean, it's Shawshank Redemption. Schindler's List, too. A lot of people are going to be on the best movies of all time. It's not going to be a movie you bring to your Desert Island. Yes. I'm not watching a Nazi movie. You haven't even seen it, so... Sh- no, but that's my point. <laughs> yes, no, I get it. And so, like, there's a bunch of movies I watched this year. Like, well, that's a great movie. I'm not rewatching that ever. <laughs> let alone bring it to, a, to bring it with me to a desert island. So I think that this movie, we talked about Ragnarok. Yours is, you had Fight Club on yours. There's some, there's some, some Santa Claus, some Christmas movies. You put on your desert Elf. island. Elf. Huh? Would you not put Elf on that and watch it every year? I mean, if you're on a desert island, you're on there for no, Christmas. No, I have movie. A Team at the top of the list right there. But that's my point. Is this is not? And then, but at least Elf is a good movie. Greece. <laughs> Elf is one of those ones that can be put on. If you said a top 100 movies of all time, favorite movies of all time, and and top 100 desert island movies of all time, Elf is one of those ones I feel like it would be on all three. The Heat Miser one for me. Well, I think they'd be on all three. Yes. Or at least two of them: favorite movies and, and a desert island movies. I think there's this. There's difference there. I think there's definitely some movies that are unbelievable. I just don't ever would ever watch them again. They're just really well-made movies. I just don't think I'd watch yes. them again. So this movie is. There's no special effect problems. There's no. It ages pretty well. There's no acting problems in my opinion. There's no like like holes like massive like oh my god that was bad. Yes. We watched some things where like oh wow that's bad. Some of the Christmas movies we started uh, yeah. we're like not even a full well, minute Hallmark in. Movies, yeah. The other one was a Hallmark movie, though. It was a Hallmark movie in a sense that Google is how you search for something on the internet. My point is, a Hallmark movie is a genre of movies. Okay, but yes, it wasn't. We were like not even a minute in, and we both looked at each other we're like, we can't handle that. I can't watch this. No. I just couldn't watch it. And it was normally, so bad. And normally, we're pretty like easygoing. It's just in the background 99% of the time. But I think Hallmark movies are also not based on acting. I think Hallmark movies, a lot of times, you can tell is by somewhat of a cheesy story, and the filming is not as good as a full on production movie. Sometimes the acting is amazing. I mean, I think that there's some people in uh, Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane mm-hmm. that there's some pretty good. Okay, that's not a bad actor. She's, mm-hmm. That person's pretty good. The movie's lighting is different. The the the, the transitions, the special effects. It's just, it's just cheesy all yeah. around. So I think this movie has. It's I mean, comforting it's, and cheesy. It's Jerry Brockheimer films. So like, it's a guy who knows how to make films. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, directed by John Turtletop. Oh, I have a fun fact. Nicholas Cage and the director went to school yes, together. I know. Yes, Well, I don't know. People might not know that, but I knew that. Yes. You, you didn't say it. <laughs> um, John uh, John Turtletop is is a he's been all he's done the first two. He's working on the third one. He's exactly they're him and oh, that's nice. him and Jerry Bruckheimer are executive producing the TV show too. So they're they're all involved. I in like that. that. Which is something you don't normally see in this. Well, backfired with Thor <laughs> You don't see that normally. Is that sequels a lot of times directors don't. If the movie is really successful, the director moves on. Black Panther had the same director for both movies. Um, Thor Ragnarok, same for both yes. movies. 
there's obviously it happens but i'm just saying for a movie like this a lot of times it's like okay the movie made money let's make a second one mm-hmm. and the directing team doesn't always come along yes. with it but it seems like jerry Bruckheimer and turtle top do things together i wanted to see if tell elliot i had it here somewhere i wanted to see what the right i forgot who the writer was for the first two um the first movie was written by where am i seeing it story by jim jim Coff, oren aviv and charles sagers second movie was story by None. None of them. <laughs> so, uh, based on characters by Jim Cuff, because he obviously they will obviously they give him credit. For uh, it. So yeah, it wasn't written by the same people, but it was directed and produced by the same team. So, I think it's like I said, uh, it, it's a weird thing, and the main reason we want to talk about it today was a we love it, and I just think it's a great episode for a bonus podcast. And but get also the hype the show out. Is coming yeah, out, get the, the hype show is coming up. Out. So watch the show because it's definitely gonna be worth it. Uh, first two episodes, December fourteenth, on Disney Plus. Um. Anything else you wanted to talk about, hon? No, hon. <laughs> you sure, babe? Yes, I'm Sweetie? Sure. Snookums. Snookums? <laughs> Pencil case? <laughs> You're so bad. You're on camera, you know. I am well away. Do you want to listen to this one back afterwards? No, I can never do that. You I can sure? even, I can barely listen to you. I'm sorry. But I cannot listen back to... Excuse me? Yeah. I, I thought you were my number one listener. I did for a while, and I couldn't do it. I just... Sure? Well, first of all, when I talk to Siri in the car and say, please put on your podcast, it gives me the weirdest response. Not as bad as when I tried to text Asa at work and it <laughs> gave me a completely different group from a different, completely different person. And they're like, who the hell are you talking to? Um, so uh, there's still hope, like I mentioned, about a third film. And I think we're excited to see that if it does come, because why not more treasure, national treasure to me? It'd be great. We'll have to come back on and review the first and We season. should do, we should write a book. Based in the universe, like all these other random books that I have back here that... You'll write it and I'll put your ideas. You'll write it. <laughs> have you seen me write? Um, so yeah, so I think it's worth the movie. I think it's like I said, it's, to us it's a, it holds a special price in our heart and it always will. It is one of the first movies we watched together. I think it might have been the first movie we watched together. National Treasure. Honestly, it might be. Yeah. I do remember yeah. the moment. I think it was too. National Treasure. Uh, it was the first movie we watched together. But also, like I said, we brought that into the relationship together. You liked it. I liked it. And it was it was something we'll always like. And we watch them over and over again. It's not ever been like... It's always been, watch the first one. Okay, time for the second one. There's never been like, a, okay, we watched the first one. We watched them back to back most times. Not like the same night. Yeah, like, no. It wasn't like the same week. We yeah. usually get to the second one. We're like, well, we kind of had to finish this out. Mm-hmm. So, and we're in the middle of our Christmas movies marathon yes we're at between 45 and 50 depending on what's tonight this oh <laughs> is that okay yes okay um and so yeah check that out on my facebook my instagram if you want to watch if you want to repel it at the great justin on instagram see glad you didn't change it to obc justin no i'm not and so capesandtights.com find all kinds of stuff on there taylor's gonna write an article here pretty soon about Post-apocalyptic books? Oh, yes, dystopian books. Yes. Well, we're going to co-write it, but yeah. I'll give him a list and he'll put his We'll co-write it. We'll it. co-write it. Yes. Dystopian books uh, coming out at some point in the near future as well. Uh, other stuff, we have uh, Jeremy Hahn on this week talking the approach and the beauty and other stuff in the comic book industry. Next week, I believe it's the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special with Paul Eaton from Galactic Comics. We're talking that, him and I. 
We'll have to watch that again. Or I can watch it again by myself. But Which one again? The holiday special. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll just fall asleep on the couch. You want to <laughs> listen to music is what you want to do. Yeah. The holiday special. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, oh, yes. For some reason, I, I don't know. My mind blanked. Yeah. I was thinking the Star Wars one no. you played. Um, yes, I love that song. That is like, the it's going to be... Song? I don't know if it's the best Christmas song, but it's definitely going to be yearly. I'm making a yearly playlist for... Oh, and I forgot Christmas. to tell you, I mentioned this on here. Uh, I'm actually going to mention it afterwards because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. I want to remind me of something else to say about the holiday special to you after we're done. Do before I know? No. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, and so we have... Uh, and then we have coming up before the hour and the end of the year is um, Star Wars Holiday... Star Wars Holiday Special with, with Jabron Graham of Briar Patch Books. You can listen to an episode with him on the podcast, too, where we talk about holiday gifts for reading your bookworm in your life uh, we'll talk about the different books you should buy and then Kai Patterson who is a filmmaker who recut the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show into a two and a half hour movie also has a small or short film coming out that's available for you to back on Indiegogo you can check that out on the website as well as little as ten dollars and get your special thanks at the end of the movie uh, help him make his dream a reality there and then I think that's it for the year and then next year we got some big people we got you know some comic book writers some authors some artists some when are you gonna Nicolas Cage on Nicolas Cage will not be on the podcast ever I feel like <laughs> you need to get like some tweet out and be like Nicolas Cage please be on my podcast yes no I do not want Nicolas Cage on the podcast why don't you want Nicolas Cage on the podcast because are you I, too I intimidated you're too intimidated for him to come on the podcast you know space you're not gonna make space for Nicolas nope, Cage never Taylor you wanna come back again at some point Yes. What are you going to talk about? We need to talk about when the TV show comes out. Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Yes, I'm nervous for that one too. We can do a little follow-up, a little bonus episode after the TV show is over. See how we like it. Just a quick one. Watch this or this sucks. Yeah. What would Adam and I used to say, go to the theaters or not? Would something be worth going to see the theaters? I would put TV shows in there. Obviously, they're not in the theaters, but like, if it was in the theaters, would it be worth going to or not? And, And I think... That's how we judge things nowadays. There's no like A plus, B plus. There's just, if it's worth getting under your blanket here and going to the theaters. We'll, we'll talk about that. Cool. Nothing's worth getting under my blanket for, but yes. I know. Awful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. you coming on, talking. Appreciate you letting me come in. Yeah. It, it's how, what's the temperature in here? It's dropping to 66. Yeah. See, it's fine in here. I don't know why you have a problem with it. Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> You're the best. Thank Best you. guest I've ever had on the podcast, right here, Taylor Soderbergh. Can I get that in writing? No. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. And uh, that's Taylor. And that's Justin. Peace.